Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 18. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great, Big Bet Brent. Oh, man, holiday cheer abounds. You know, another excellent week in the RJL, uh, the Rig Joke League provideth. Uh, I hope all of our loyal listeners, uh, you know, took your advice and faded mad money mike and uh, and with that being said let's get right into it oh i was definitely gonna save that for uh, for a choice moment but glad uh, glad you came clean early all right so real quick i gotta know merry christmas to our loyal listeners happy holidays new year's coming up did you have a good christmas any plans for new year's new year's resolutions where do you stand with that whole thing I already took care of my New Year's resolution. I never ever won a bit on a bet a bet on the Rig Joke League again. I've uh, I've self excluded from DraftKings, so the snakes won't get any more of my money. The uh, you know I'm still here to provide quality insight for our loyal listeners and for Big Bet Brand because I know that you lean on me heavily throughout the season. So don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. But uh, yeah, with that, uh, I've, I've been hitting the gym. I self-excluded from DraftKings. I really got a jump start on the resolution. <laughs> How about you? Uh, you know, I actually haven't put too much thought into it myself. Um, generally, how this works is like I'll set some goals that involve like reading a book or, you know, being a better person in some form or fashion. <laughs> I know, right? Like, how could that possibly happen? I'm already, you know, 10 out of 10 on the on the good scale, but Anyway, I we end up going to Vegas and I come back and then I end up like not drinking beer or any liquor for like 30 days and then I call it good. So um, I actually have been to – speaking of books, I actually have been to the library, but now it's for Kramer. So I'm reading kids' books, and if those count towards New Year's resolutions, then I'm going to be A-OK because we can whip through like seven in a night. So <laughs> Big ditto there, dude. Big ditto there. Wow, seven in a night, man. Kudos to you because I'm like seven in 20 minutes. We got a real uh, read it again situation going on over here read it again daddy <laughs> that's the reason why my neck is all jacked up is because i've been constantly reading kids books daniel tiger goes potty like a thousand times dude you're gonna put daniel tiger in the face in the green room you said it's because you're hunched over reading your iphone <laughs> wow we have like reality and then like what you say on the podcast wow we're gonna have to rename the pod just called like throw mad money mike under the bus Oh man, these discrepancies, dude. I, I I have trouble reconciling them. All right, we need to we need to move on before we get you in more trouble. Um, college football semifinals playoffs are this uh, New Year's Eve on the thirty first. Real quick before we get into NFL, and I checked the lines. Uh, Georgia versus Ohio State. It used to be a touchdown. Now it is right under a touchdown. They're favored by six and a half. Georgia is, and uh, TCU and Michigan. Michigan's favored by seven and a half. Man, Money Mike, I think we both want Georgia, and I think in TCU-Michigan, you've got a nice futures on TCU, and I've got a nice futures on Michigan. So I think uh, that late afternoon game, 3 p.m., is going to be the one that uh, 
we're both cheering for different teams. What do you think? Hey, for everyone out there that forgot to turn up your volumes, uh, can you tell me that line, that TCU line, TCU Michigan line one more time? Seven and a half. Wow. All right. So the way I see that is people are going to be taking Georgia to pound town. People are going to see that Georgia is less than a touchdown favorite. They're going to go bonkers. So what's that tell you? Bam, Ohio State covers. Does that mean that Ohio State wins outright? I don't know, but that probably means the game goes over, right? How can that game be so close? Because I don't think Ohio State's defense is good enough to contain Georgia. So if that line is so low and it's clearly a trap line, I think it means the game goes over. I think we got ourselves a good old-fashioned shootout. That's great. I think shootouts on New Year's Eve right before we shoot off some fireworks, that's a recipe for you know a, a great nightcap of the year 2022. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And then TCU, Michigan, who is everyone going to be betting on in that one? That's a tough one. I guess people probably betting Michigan, you know? Oh, yeah. Michigan, for sure. They just beat Ohio State. They're begging you to take TCU there. Seven and a half is a big, big number. I don't know, man. I don't know. That one throws me for a loop a little bit. Obviously, I'll be rooting hard for TCU. Like you said, I have a plus plus, uh, 19 million uh, bet on them. You'll get back to even. To get back to you. <laughs> wow, big bet Brent's got his fingers, dude. Your pockets must just be like so full right now, man. You're just pulling them out left and right. Uh, all right, man. So that's uh yeah, that's exciting stuff. A little college football lead in to the real excitement. Yeah, let's get into it as soon as I figure out how to turn off this effing I'm I got I have so many tabs up and like they're starting to get better at uh like ads that like you can't shut off with sound. So Anyway, got it figured out. Mammy Mike, of course, the story this past weekend was the weather. And we're talking as it relates to football and also as I'll talk more about in the Diaper Dad Diary, just in general terms, um, particularly when it comes to like Southwest Airlines. So um, F them. But nevertheless, uh, <clears throat> that was a clear, you know, uh, theme throughout the weekend. And it started, you know, with Jags Jets on Thursday Night Football, which is where we're going to start. And, uh, you know, it, it had the makings of a great game, right? Hey, it's a matchup between last year's number one and number two overall draft picks. It's going to be a great game. But, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence comes out, immediately gets sacked and fumbles, loses. Jets go up 3 nothing. Um, But then that was about it. The Jets didn't score for the rest of the game. Zach Wilson eventually got benched. He got sacked three times. He had a QBR of 5.2. They ended up uh, bringing in this Ryan Fitzpatrick lookalike from the CFL, Chris Strebler, who actually played way better. He had a QBR of 72.1, uh, but still they never found, they never sniffed the end zone, not even field goal. The game ended 19-3. to Mammoney Mike, the Jaguars now control their own destiny in part due to this win, which was a good one, you know, in, uh, in New York or New Jersey, wherever the Jets play, and uh, the Titans just continuing to lose, so... What are your thoughts on this? I know that uh, pretty boy Zach Wilson is always close to your, close to your, you know, near and dear to your heart. So, um, yeah, Mike White's back. Zach Wilson may be out for good, huh? Well, you know, I have been called the uh, songbird of my generation. So, in keeping with that, I have a little holiday message for Zach Wilson. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye, dude. Oh man, he's gonna make a great used car salesman. Man, you imagine him with his little, with his little, uh, his little haircut, his little gel, and his little necktie. You know, and just like selling you like a Ford F one fifty or something. He's gonna crush it. <laughs> well, anyways, I hope he does because he's never playing football again. Man, that guy sucks. And all right, just like I told good old DJ Joe, 
The Jets could have made the playoffs this year if they had been loyal listeners last year. But what did I tell you? And what did I tell you? And what did I tell you? Roll the tape. Now, what's interesting is that I said they should have taken Mac Jones, and Mac Jones also sucks. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do there? But either way, Zach Wilson sucks. He'll never play again. Interesting, that dude that they brought in, uh, Stevel Veverson, Stevelson or whatever, like some kind of Viking <laughs> name, because the guy looks like a Viking dude. He's like all tatted up and jack and just running people over and talking smack, dude. That's who they need to go with. Nobody even knows who that guy is. So if he snaps his femur, who cares? Just run him down the defense's throat until he breaks, dude. Because uh, obviously Mike White is going to certainly get broken again. He's a little bit of a Mr. Glass situation. Like, oh, what's that? Almost a snapped your ribs in half, almost punctured your lungs. Like, Ugh, get back out there. You know, that's not going to end well, dude. Rib injury is always snowball. But maybe they won't. Anyways, uh, Jacksonville continues to impress and a severe weather game went under, which is going to be a theme for the rest of our recaps. Only 22 points scored in this one. The interesting thing is, like, Zach Wilson is not even the backup. Like, their backup is Joe Flacco. And you want to talk about, you know, like, pin cushions. Um, he's no better. Um, the other thing, I mean, the Jets running backs gave Zach uh, Wilson no support. They had four yards of rushing. Like, in this weather, which, of course, is a theme, you were supposed to run the ball. But they only got four yards worth of rushing. So the Jets are clearly, uh, you know, mayday, mayday going down. I don't know if they're changing the name to kamikazes or what but this was this has not been good they've lost four straight they're seven and eight they are in trouble um trying to get into the playoffs so <clears throat> luckily everybody in the wild card race like seems to be losing so um there's hey, technically still so dude this sets us up for a monster game man jacksonville uh v uh whoever the, whoever the other team is that nobody knows but either way dude late season let's Come go on. who Titans, come on, who's man. On, who's on that team? Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick's out for most likely the year, but they got Derrick Henry. He's good for a couple fumbles. Oh, yeah. Um, Queen Henry, dude. The Queen's grip. Let's <laughs> spill a couple on the turf. Uh, yeah, so anyway, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were joking when you said four rushing yards. I switched over to check that. Their leading, well, their leading rusher was obviously Streveler or whatever, 54 rushing yards at the QB position. Their next rusher had seven yards. Other and their, than, other rushing, their other running backs had like minus three. Their running backs had four yards of rushing. Other than Straveveler, their, their rushing backs had, no joke, uh, 14 minus two, 12 yards. Okay, 12. 12. That's pretty no, close. Dude, Garrett, all right, we're arguing this doesn't matter. Garrett Wilson, he's a wide receiver. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 wide receiver. All right, it doesn't matter. The point is Jacksonville dominated the line of scrimmage, which is part of the reason why I keep taking them. I say they dominate the game in the trenches. They're getting better at that position. Doug Peterson, we know he's a great coach. They're peaking at the right time, man. What do we say about teams that peak at the right time? That they'll probably end up they'll probably end up losing money for us in the postseason. But <laughs> other than that, we say, hey oh, playoffs. Yeah, write it down. Mark it down in the notebook. All right, I'll, I'll mention this again, but week 17 does not matter for the Jags or the Titans. It all comes down to their week 18 matchup. So let's go. They, uh, yeah, so the spread's like super big for both those teams. We'll see. But uh, okay, all right. So that was Thursday night. There were no Friday games. And Mad Money Mike, give you props for like recognizing this. Like, why don't they throw a game on? Uh, what's that like? Christmas Eve? Like, give us some football. Oh no, no, the day. Yeah, it's the day before Christmas. I don't, I forget. Help me out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look. I wish up. I could, but anyways, the point is, it's just a dead day. 
give us some football. Why not? Yeah. You're just like running Christmas these poor- Eve Eve. That's right. What it is. You're running these poor kids into the early grave, pounding them on a Thursday. Why not pound some more kids into an early grave on Friday just for the sake of entertainment? Because I was bored on Friday. I could have used some football. Either way, we missed Friday. But guess what? Full Saturday slate. Big Bet Brent, where are we starting? Seahawks, Chiefs. This one's a quick rundown. Mahomes minus 500 now for MVP. Jalen Hurts is plus 1,000, but they're trying to get him back for the Saints. So I'm kind of curious your thoughts if there's a little bit of value there. I retweeted this one at It's a Lock Podcast. Patty Mahomes had a beautiful scramble. Touched barely the outside corner of the pylon to ice the game 24 to 3, although it ended 24 to 10. Some stupid, you know, garbage time touchdown by the Seahawks. Um, he also threw for two touchdowns, 224 passing yards, no interceptions. Memory Mike, the Chiefs are still in a race with the Bills for that AFC number one seed in that uh, coveted first round bye. Yeah, cruise control for the Chiefs. Mahomes continues to impress. Seahawks, after the hot start to the season, are just kind of sputtering out. They've got a uh, boatload of draft picks from the bonehead Broncos making the worst move ever. So they'll make some offseason moves and they'll have a strong year next year. But this one's all wrapped up for them. Uh, good game, Chiefs. Good luck, Hawks. Yeah, like I said, Hawks now also 7-8. and eight. Nobody in either wildcard race wants to win, and they are one of them. So uh, still alive, I guess, <clears throat> for that last spot in the NFC. All right, Giants-Vikings. This one was a close one. And then late in the fourth, Vikings block a punt, get a touchdown by Justin Jefferson, 29 yards, to go up 16-24. to 24, But then the Giants come roaring back. Saquon Barkley scores a touchdown. They get the two-point conversion. But, of course, the Giants are not – they're like eight and two in one score games, but now the Vikings are their superior 11 and no in one score games after a game winning 61 yard field goal puts the Vikings ahead in the win secures the win 27 to 24 Daniel Jones throws for 334 passing yards, which sucks because I have his season under he's still got like two weeks with 500 yards. So I'm still looking. Okay. Uh, Hawkinson pops off. He had like two touchdowns and like a gajillion yards. And of course, I'm playing him in fantasy. Um, and Justin Jefferson is now minus 800 for Offensive Player of the Year. Dude, what was he when we called that? Or I should Plus clarify what I called it. Well, I'm Thanks. the one that bet it. Did you bet it? Well, what does that mean? I, yeah, again, you're welcome. Thank, I'm, I'm, not, like, I'm not giving you half. <laughs> I'm like Chris Kringle, dude. I'm like Popo Gijo, dude. Santa Claus over here. I just give out gifts left and right. <laughs> Dude, what uh, is going on with the Vikings, man? They are – it's just – it's all part of the rigged joke league, manufacturing entertainment. <laughs> I mean, they're just going to play all of their games as nail biters and just have, like, the best record with the worst point differential in the history of professional sports again and again and again. I mean, it's just like – I don't know what this is going to translate to in the postseason. We know that when teams get to the postseason, they just – they find a different gear and they play different. This might galvanize the team. I can't see how it wouldn't galvanize them somewhat. They continue to get it done in barely, barely getting it done fashion. Uh, I don't know, man. Are the Giants? Where are the Giants at? Are they still they still in a potential wild card spot? What's going on with them? Yeah, they're in great shape because they beat the Commanders a couple of weeks ago. They're eight, six, and one. Um, they have to lose both games. And like other stuff has to happen for them to miss the playoffs. So wow. they're, they're essentially pretty- in the catbird seat for the wild card spot. So pretty interesting. Pretty interesting that they went on the road and played this well. We'll see what happens with the Giants over the next two weeks. They could possibly be finding something heading into wild card weekend. Something to keep an eye on. 
I don't know what to make of this, man. I really don't. What a game. That's all you can say. 61-yard field goal. Let's go. Yeah. All right, moving on. Bills-Bears. This one, uh, it was a game at half. The Bills trailed 10-6 to um, in uh, – God, I'm forgetting where they play. It's not Wrigley Field. That's the that's where the baseball team plays. Yeah, Soldier Field. Soldier Field. Right, right. And uh, it, Josh Allen threw another two interceptions. But in the second half, they turned on the Jets. They crushed the Bears 35-13 to and remain in that number one spot above uh, the AFC, above the Chiefs because of that uh, head-to-head win that they have. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty fascinating game. Uh, the Bills are digging deep, doing everything they have to. I definitely thought it was going to be like an oh no, classic uh, Jeff Allen. Uh, Jeff Allen, I guess why not call him Jeff? Josh Allen, bad game. But like you said, man, they they really found it in the second half, and I think that that is a testament to what they are going to take into the postseason. They're the real deal. They want it. You know. Enough said, man. They're playing on all sides of the ball. To, to hold the Bears to 13, uh, given the way that uh, whatever his name's been running the ball lately, Justin Fields, you know, again, testament to the Bills playing on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Look out, Super Bowl Bills. Hey, I'll tell you right now, it scares me the fact that the Bills don't really have a run game outside of Josh Allen and also how Josh Allen keeps throwing interceptions like i said he threw two picks versus the bears uh they could that concerns me man that concerns me yeah but what's it matter look how they crushed them just throw all the picks you want if you're gonna crush 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 i'm saying the bears suck the bears suck eventually they're gonna they're gonna gonna play competition man bears mike ditka soldier field storied franchise dude come on man yeah that's like in the 80s this is 2022 for the next couple days yeah i mean obviously i see what you're saying it was bad weather i don't know yeah, I mean, they could certainly get him in trouble. They're going to face teams in the postseason where you throw a couple picks and you might not be able to come back from it. So, I don't know. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and fade the Bills all postseason then? <laughs> the point I was trying to make, and I think it's actually like one of the beautiful aspects that the NFL has is parity. Like, there's no team that's running away with it right now. Like, yeah, there yeah, are yeah. cracks in every team, and it really just comes down to, like, how are you going to digest and, you know, interpret the information um into the postseason into winning betting slips so um clearly you won't be placing any of those winning betting slips given how you excluded yourself but you can help me with the information and our loyal listeners so that we can and we appreciate that mad money well, Mike. i'm gonna be in vegas i didn't self-exclude from vegas basically i didn't want the rig joke league to take any more of my valuable dollars before i get to vegas so that i can blow it out keep the lights on all those poor people that need <laughs> to eat at the buffets and stuff you're welcome Oh, man. All right, well, let's keep moving. Lions, Panthers. This game was uh, quite the surprise. The Panthers, the same Panthers that had 16 rushing yards last week, had 320 rushing yards versus the Lions. The Lions had won six of seven. They were everybody's favorite team. Like, oh, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. They lose. They're seven and eight. The Panthers control their own destiny in the NFC South. The interim head coach, Steve Wilkes, is now four and one. This got me. I had a in Pickham. I had a lot of points on the lines. I thought the lines were going to cruise, but uh, the Panthers surprised me. Uh, who was it? Uh, Sam Darnold and that uh, I think it's I forget the names of the running backs. They got a, a nice duo there. Uh, the Panthers actually looking good, and I will keep that in mind for uh, you know bookmark that for when we talk uh, Panthers Bucks this next week. Oh, will we? Will we keep it in mind? Because I almost I kind of feel like there's someone that we know. I, I'm, I'm I'm losing his name off the top of my head that kind of already had him in mind. Wait, let me just scroll to pick them. Maybe, maybe we can get a clue as to who 
already had them in mind just by looking at the pick. Hmm. Oh, Lions, 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 Lions. Oh, all these people, Lions, Lions. Oh, wait a minute. Mad Money Mike takes the Panthers and pick them. It's almost like he already had them on his mind. Wow. You're welcome. You are welcome. Yeah, man, I think they had almost like 250 rushing yards in the first half. They were on pace for like an all-time, uh, you know, most rushing yards in the, you know, entire Milky Way for the last like millennia. Unbelievable. <laughs> Pounding it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the Lions' weakness, obviously, is uh, is run defense. Their offense did what they could, but couldn't keep up. You know, pa- you know, Panthers are a weird, inconsistent team. You know, we know they've got the talent, or at least I know they've got the talent. They lost pretty badly to uh, whoever they played last week, and now they've got the Bucks for the division uh, title. So a lot on the line next week. Uh, I'm sure we're going to recap it, but based on the performance that the Bucks put up against the lowly uh, Cardinals, it's going to be uh, probably a pretty good game. It'll be interesting to see. I like that. I like that Panthers run. Uh, you know, offense, obviously, you know, fascinating game. But I think the real thing is to, you know, keep an eye on next week. You know, this is a to be determined. Not a lot to take out of this particular game. Now, remind me again, does this boot the Lions? Are they done now? No, they still have a chance because okay. everybody lost. But they're they're in the massive jumble of teams that are seven and eight. And then you start getting down to like tiebreakers and strength of schedule. At the end of the day, like just win, baby, win. Yeah. Um, and the Lions weren't able to do that, and the Panthers were. And let's not also forget to mention, Mad Money Mike, you have a nice futures bet with Brent's bookie um, on the Panthers to make the playoffs. I think you got like plus 350 on that. So Let's go. So that's how you and all of our loyal listeners know that the Panthers are dead. Um, <laughs> so we just have the rip-up party now and save some time later. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, all right, let's keep moving to another cat, and we're talking Bengals-Patriots now. This is my lock of the week, and this – should not have even been close. Um, the Bengals were up like 24 to nothing, some large amount, it was like 17 nothing or something ridiculous. But uh, then just like a, a a wild series of events, Money Mac, he's not Money Mac anymore. He's just like Mac McPherson um, or whatever his name is, McPherson. He missed a 43-yarder. Then there was a lucky touchdown. I retweeted this one on a third and 29. Uh, to bring the Patriots back within three. But, oh, no, they missed the PAT. It's 18-22. to 22. The spread is three and a half. The Pats are driving down. Oh, Jamar loses a fumble. Jamar Chase loses a fumble. Pats are driving down. But, oh, no, in the two-minute drill, inside the 10, they can't kick a field because they're down four. They fumble and lose it, and the Bengals continue to win. They've won seven straight, and they cover again. And, man, Mike, I got this stat from you. The uh, Bengals have covered like 20 out of their last 23 games. Um, yeah, Bengals are uh, are cruising right now and uh, still in a race, you know, keep the pace one game ahead of the Ravens in the uh, AFC North. It's so funny because if you think about the way the Bengals started this season, you can put your little memory all the way back there, past all of the kids' books and the dirty diapers and everything else, man, all the way back to the beginning of the season. Like, remember how bad they looked? They had, like, no offensive line. Joe Burrow got sacked, like, I think it was 46 times in one game. It was unbelievable. And, like, they – but I don't even know. Like, we'd have to go back and look. Like, how is it that they've covered, like, 20 out of the last 23 games? Probably because, like, those three games were, like, the three games they played bad. They're just – dude, they're full of swag. They're 11-4. and four. They went to the Super Bowl last year, uh, you know, playing great, but they really should have lost. And on them. Yeah. Yeah. They really should have lost. leading in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were. Were they? And then you bet on them. <laughs> the Rams oh, won. God, wait, that is 
hey, listen, it's my simulation. Y'all are just living in it, okay? Don't take it up with the head of whoever runs this thing, all right? Uh, yeah, but, uh, but, well, yeah, go ahead. No, just to say, what's interesting is that, like, the Patriots should have won this game. They're, like, first and whatever from, like, the six-yard line. And the dude's, like, getting tackled. Like, Ford momentum had completely stopped. He was, like, there was, like, eight Bengals just, like, tackling him. Ford momentum already stopped. And he's just, like, holding the ball out here. Just, like, why would I protect this? It's, like, it just, like didn't even get – it wasn't even, like, it got stripped or anything. Someone just, like, like like one of the big guys in the line just, like, farted in the ball squirts out. Like, nothing even happened. It was, stupidest most ridiculously rigged joke league play i've ever seen but unlike you i actually root for locks of the week on the pod and so i was happy i was happy for you congratulations lock of the week (laughs) yeah but like like you're saying good for me the Bengals do cover thanks to that awful fumble um you're speaking of the uh, Bengals offensive line they did take a uh Take a hit yesterday, or yeah, back on Saturday. They lost right tackle Lyle Collins to an ACL tear, so that's going to be tough. Matt Money Mike, I also retweeted this one. Um, you know, kind of kudos to, uh, to I guess, you know, chivalry and uh, I forget what's the word I'm looking for, just, you know, good manners, I guess. Um, Jerry Edmonds was in, the owner, was in the owner's box at the Patriots game for this last uh, Bengals-Patriots game because the week prior in uh, Las Vegas versus the Raiders, he was wearing his Patriots jersey and cheering for the Patriots, and some lady just like berated him after that, uh, you know, last interception. Raiders win the game, and Jerry Edmonds is his name, and he was just cool as a cucumber. And so uh, Robert Kraft was like, reach, eventually reached out to him and said, "Hey man, why don't you come sit in the owner's box with me?" Um, so I thought that was that was really good to see, and uh, you know, props to Jerry Edmonds for keeping his cool. I retweeted this one at Itzok Podcast, and Mad Money Mike. We might be needing to do the same thing uh, when we're in Vegas next week. So just you know, be wary of those Raiders fans, man. Oh, come on, dude. Jerry Edmonds. Oh, whoopty doo. You kept your cool. Big deal. What about me losing like 20 grand this year on the Patriots? Huh? Don't I get to sit in the owner's box? Jerry Edmonds. Get the hell out of here. Of course he kept his cool. They better spread that around, Robert Kraft. Well, I'm submitting a letter. I'm getting my my quill out right now, man. There you go. Robert Kraft. I don't know if you listen to this one, but someone in the Patriots organization in upper management, you know, C-suite is definitely listening. We've got all 32 teams, uh, you know, that are loyal listeners. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll be on the lookout. Uh, we'll have to filter through all the loyal listener emails that we get just to find one from Robert Kraft. But anyway, all right, keep it moving. Texans, Titans. This game was a massive disappointment. Titans give the Texans their second win of the year. Titans have lost five straight. And now, like we were saying, now have to, like, fight the Jaguars in Week 18 in order to keep their playoff spot, which they had all but locked up. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is out. Ryan Tannehill, sorry, is pretty much out for the year with his ankle injury. Malik Willis is not a good quarterback. He uh, threw two picks in this game, including one in the two-minute drill uh, to secure the Texans with the victory, 19-14. to uh, We mentioned earlier Derrick Henry with the fumble. He did have over 100 yards and a touchdown, but at the end of the day, you can't lose to the Texans. They're 2-12-1. They don't even want to win. They want a draft pick. Um, so, yeah, Titans in a free fall. Dude, Queen Henry, and I don't mean – that's not a derogatory name. I'm only using Queen because other people call him King. So it's like easy, loyal listeners. I don't, want any, I don't want any more hate mail than I already get, okay? But, yeah, Queen Henry forgot to take those silk gloves off, dude. Just whoop, whoop, whoop. Just ball just popping out, dude. Whoop. Just gone, dude, all over the turf, man. This guy hmm. has got a fumble problem. And now they are fighting for their life as a result 
with Malik Willis as quarterback. They should have at least two-game lead on the Jaguars right now if it wasn't for him just slip-sliding the ball all over the place. And now they've got to try to go play Jacksonville, who's peaking, while they've got Malik Willis. Not to mention Jacksonville dominates the line of scrimmage. That's going to make it even tougher. Jacksonville just plays a run. You think Malik Willis is going to beat you through the air? I'm telling you right now, if he does, I'll never watch football again. The <laughs> Titans win this game as a result of Malik Willis throwing the ball. I will never watch the rig joke league again. There is absolutely no way they can win this game. It's so I'm already I'm already heated just thinking about it. Okay, it just simply cannot happen. Uh, enough said, dude. Oh man, I don't know what to say about that except just like dang. That's you're about to bet on the Titans. That's what you're going to say. I can see it in your eyes right now, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to type silently over here, like all in on I can Titans. see the reflection in your glasses, dude. 10,000 on Titans, that's egregious. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we'll have to pay attention to those lines. But, yeah, like we said, the next the week 17 does not matter. So the Titans should uh, rest everybody, probably do some more reps uh, with the practice squad just to make sure uh, Henry's not coughing up the pigskin for week 18, that matchup versus the Jaguars. All right, let's keep moving. Eagles, Cowboys. This one was pretty close. Of course, uh, the Cowboys cover the spread. They win 40 to 34. Spread landed right at five and a half with uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, running point for the Eagles with uh, Jalen Hurts out with that shoulder injury. But Minshew played good. He went uh, 355 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He did also have a rushing touchdown and he did lose a fumble. So those three turnovers are, you know, somewhat costly. Um, but on the other hand, you know, Dak Prescott threw a pick six and like, pick six in like the first play of the game. Um, he did rebound nicely, threw for 347 yards and three touchdowns. He was sacked six times, and the Cowboys win a shootout to hold off the Eagles. And now they are technically still alive uh, for the NFC East top spot if the Eagles lose out and the Cowboys win out. Uh, a lot of injuries in this game. Uh, the Eagles <clears throat> lost a uh, like lost a right tackle who's like been the best in the league. He has like zero sacks and zero pressures allowed. A.J. Brown also briefly went out. I have a hot take. Like, the Eagles, they need to sit more players more often because everybody's getting hurt and they just can't risk it. They need to do the minimum to secure the number one spot to get the bye, and that is it. They need to start thinking long-term. Man Money Mike, thoughts on this game? Thoughts on the future of the Eagles and the Cowboys? Well, the Eagles blew it for sure. Well, first, let me just say that I called the Eagles winning outright with Garter. Minoshu and I stand by the bet. I think it was a good bet. Obviously, the rig joke league needed Dallas to win this for you know blah 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 clicks and everything else. But I knew he was going to be motivated. Uh, close with Mike Leach. Uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, Mike Leach. That's a tough loss for the sports world. And uh, him and Minoshu were close. I knew he was going to play hard. He did, uh, but the Eagles sustained too many injuries, and they blew it. And uh, Jalen Hurts, he's going to come back. He's not going to even know his right tackle. They're going to try and get to know each other out there on the field. It's not going to work out. Guys will be coming to the line. Sack, sack, sack. Jalen Hurts, done. As far as the Cowboys go, you know, what do you take away? What do you take away from a 40 point? I mean, this is 74 points scored in this game, man. And despite what's going on on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles, they're supposed to have a stellar defense. You know, Cowboys, man, they really – I don't know. What do you, I mean, I think it's an impressive win, man. I think that's a hell of an offensive output against an Eagles defense that's supposed to be pretty stout. So now you've got an Eagles defense. It's like, oh, my God, our division rival can just, like, put up 40 on us, and we got all these guys hurt on offense. We've lost our identity. Locker room, gone. Eagles, <laughs> done. Cowboys, up. Cowboys stock rising. Eagles crashing. 
That's where I that's what I see. What do you got? Yeah, I do really like how Dak Prescott rebounded after that pick six early. And I think that says a lot and goes a long way, particularly in the playoffs, you know, responding to adversity. Um, I still need to see a little bit more. Um, I've said this earlier throughout multiple pods throughout this season that Dak Prescott has been underwhelming this year. So um, this was really good to see. Uh, Besides that, I mean, there were just turnovers all over the place and it was a little bit of messy football. That's it's one easy way to get 74 points when there's just turnovers everywhere. So I think if and when these teams rematch in the playoffs, it's going to be a lot different, both from like who's actually on the field and how the game script plays out. So uh, this was a good kind of feeler game and uh, you know proved to be exciting on uh, on Christmas Eve. So you got that right. All right. Two more quick games on the Saturday Christmas Eve slate commanders, 49ers, 49ers. Uh, Brock Purdy and the Niners win their eighth straight, 37 to 20. Heineke gets benched, but Wentz, uh, even Wentz coming back in wasn't enough to uh, to get the Commanders back in it. <clears throat> They're seven, seven and one, and currently hold the seventh spot. You know, got to win. I think either one or two. More. You know, they have they're in the seventh spot. A bunch of teams at seven and eight, so they definitely have to win one more. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, 49ers continue to just look so good. Yep, yep. 49ers physical football uh, getting it done. You know, what else can you really say, man? I think Washington's, uh, you know, definitely sliding at the wrong time. You know, I put a lot of stock in Riverboat Ron. He let me down against the hapless Giants. They really weren't able to go on the road across the country and get anything done. The game was tied at halftime, 7-7. They hung in there. And the 49ers come out of the locker room, absolutely dominate, and with it, destroy any remaining sense of pride that the commanders had. Commanders done, 49ers peaking. Well, enough said, you know. Who are you taking? You giving Wentz another chance or are you putting Heineke back in there? It literally doesn't matter. Who gives who gives a crap, you know? They're done. They're dead. They have nothing. Both of those quarterbacks are garbage. They always have been, always will be. All right, who's better? I got to go with <sighs> I mean, Wentz is a proven loser, you know? And I just don't like him for some reason. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's his face, I don't know if it's his demeanor. I just don't know what it is about him. I go with Heineke. I don't know, just because he's a Michigan grad. I got a couple of people in my family that are Michigan alum. I don't know. You know, what do you what yeah. do you go with in cases like this? Six and one um, half dozen the other. I think I don't think it's that close. I don't think Wentz has been good in a long time. I like the swag that Heineke brings to the table. I feel like he's just got more poise. Um and he's done it more much more recently. Like I said, like Wentz hasn't been good since like twenty sixteen Colts. Well, um, so let me ask you, what does that say about Riverboat Ron? Why doesn't he let Heineke finish this game and try to make something happen? You know, I, to be honest, I didn't check the books. Like, I don't think he got injured, but maybe there was something going on. Um, right. Or maybe they just pulled him because this thing's a blowout. You know, hey, let's try and get Wentz some reps and just see how he looks. Um, maybe there's, you know, a miracle under there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's just no way. If it was me, there's no way I'm playing Wentz. Um, for the last couple games. All right, let's close it out. Saturday night football. This was a super cold game. And Mad Money Mike, you missed the like bright shining memo about how the Steelers were going to win this game. The 50th anniversary of Franco Harris, rest in peace, that immaculate reception. He just passed away the week prior. And <clears throat> Steelers playing at home, trying to keep their playoff hopes alive versus the Raiders who love to throw games. Steelers favored by two and a half in this game, but the Raiders start off with a nice opening drive to go up 7-0, but they never find the end zone again. They do get another field goal, but um, 
yeah, the Steelers end up turning it on late in the fourth quarter to find the end zone. Well, that's on an a 10 late. play 76 yard drive. Uh, Boswell did miss two field goals in this game. Uh, but like I said, they score a late touchdown to go up 13 to 10, pick it to Pickens, and then they intercept Carr for his third time to win. They hold Devonta Adams to two receptions for 25 yards and Josh Jacobs to his fewest yards of the season, 50, which sucks for me because he was in my fantasy. Man, Money Mike, I know uh, I took some cheddar from you on a, on a live bet on this one. Well, I was just betting with emotions, and uh, shame on you for taking advantage of poor, wow. lowly, mad money Mike. Just, I'm all emotional over here. I had so many points on the Steelers and pick them that to see them playing like absolute crap had me all emotional. So I'm on tilt because I want the Steelers to win because I have so many points on them and pick them, but they're playing like absolute garbage, dude, like dog crap, man. They can't do anything on offense the entire game. And so then you swoop in like one of those golden eagles off the cliffs, dude. I'm just like a I'm just like a little mountain goat just munching along, and you just swoop down one of those eagles that like the way they kill their prey is you you grab them and then you push them off the rocks, and then I'm just tumbling down. I'm just the poor little mountain goat tumbling down the mountain, snapping my neck, and then you swoop in and eat me when I'm in the gulch, dude. That's what you did here, man. Because obviously you are in cahoots with the rig joke league. The Steelers can't do anything. They look like garbage. And then on the very last drive of the game, like everything magically changes. The Raiders just no longer cover Najee Harris out of the backfield. And Big is just like, boop, nine-yard pass, boop, nine-yard pass, boop, nine-yard pass. One after the other, two, 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 just charge down the field, touchdown. Like the very last drive of the game. <laughs> Come on, man. You know how ridiculous <laughs> You know how ridiculous this is. Come on. You're telling me this all game long. All game long. This is the formula. This is how we're doing it. And then you just completely change everything on the very last drive. Whatever. But anyways, I still won't pick them as a result. So, Loyal listeners, let me just tell you, that all that noise, you know, cacophony you just heard, that was the sweet sound of $275 (laughs) leaving Mad Bunny Mike's wallet and entering Big Bet Brent's wallet. Of wow. course the Steelers were going to win, man. That home game, they had so much to play for. They're still alive in the playoffs. And uh, they play the Ravens, who may or may not have Lamar Jackson. And then they play the Browns. They could finish 9-8, and eight, make the playoffs. And, of course, I'm going to rag about you every week. I'm going to rag you about this every week. They're over-under win total. They're at 7. I took the alternate over of 6, so that hit. And Mike Tomlin may end up having another winning season. Knock on wood. Well. You know, you know how it goes. A lot of hot takes. Big part of the big part of the pod. A lot of hot takes. I said a lot of things. I didn't mean them. Didn't mean them. You know, I love the Steelers. Mike Tomlin. It's an open offer. Come on the show anytime so that I can apologize to you and explain how hot takes work, and uh, we can bury the hatchet. So, anyways, go Steelers. Hey yo, go Steelers! All right, let's move into the three Sunday games on Christmas. Merry Christmas but not to most betters because there were no covers. Vegas won. Most likely all the underdogs won. Uh, Packers, Dolphins. Packers try a fake punt from their own 19, and the Finns are up 20 to 10 at halftime. Looking good. At one point I saw a stat. They were, uh, who was it? Tua was six for nine in passing attempts, you know, completions versus attempts. And he had 204 yards. So it's like all yards after reception, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill just like sprinting down the field. Um, but then, Turns out, you, you know, we learned a lot of this after the fact. There was a hit that likely gave him the concussion that 
is now all over the news. And after that interception, which would now be his third, or now after that concussion, which would now be his third of the season, Tua 4.0 comes out, and he throws three interceptions all after that concussion. So all that being said, including one of them being in the two-minute drill, the Packers win 26-20. to The Finns don't score in the second half. They've lost four straight. God dang it. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are now still alive in the playoff race. And Matt Money Mike, you were so pissed. You thought for sure this was, you know, tinfoil hat, uh, RJL, rig joke league. But now that all this has come out, like Tua might have had a concussion, like doesn't that, you know, isn't that more plausible, like a realistic, like logical explanation for this? Yeah, because what he threw, you don't get to call those interceptions. That's not that's not how it works. That's not an interception. There's some other name. Maybe we'll come up with it on the pod, but there's some other name for what it was. Because an interception is like there is a receiver and there's a defender. And it's like, you know, like the ball's going to the receiver and then the defender ends up catching it. That's an interception. But when you don't even throw the ball to the receiver, it's something else. He wasn't even throwing the ball to the receiver. It's like receiver nowhere and then just like a lone defender just like standing there and just like boop to the breadbasket. Like, what is that? He was concussed. Anyways, the point I'm making is that, yes, it does make more sense because those were the worst throws I have ever seen in any level of football. Peewee, JV, varsity, you name it, college. There's no level of football where anyone has ever thrown a pass that bad. The lingerie league, okay? <laughs> the lingerie league. Was like, <laughs> you didn't ever see that where they had like this for a while. There was like these chicks that would play football in lingerie. All right, anyways, I'm have to edit that out. But I'm pretty sure that's a real thing. <laughs> Dude, it was the worst. It was the worst passes I've ever seen. So, yes. I, all right, one of two things happened. One, he got concussed and threw those whatever we're calling them. I guess we'll just call them interceptions. Asterisk. Interse- we'll call them asterisks. So he throws the three asterisks. Or option two is that he just threw the three asterisks because he's such complete garbage. And then they're trying to like do a PR cover up for how he could be such complete garbage. And like, well, what do we do? What do we do? Um, I don't know. Uh, think of something quick. Oh, hey, remember all those concussions he had earlier? Let's just say he got another one. Oh, okay. There you go. And they just ran with it. That's a that's a deep state conspiracy theory right there. Well, the rig joke, dude, anything's possible, man. The call comes in from the top. I don't even blame the Dolphins anymore. Because like <laughs> red, they've got that red phone, you know? And it's like, <laughs> it still has a cord. It's not even like, a, it's like an old school that has a cord. And it's like, pick it up. And it's like, this guy's like, deep yeah, so it can't be like hacked. Exactly. So we can't like hack the, hack the signal. But Bingo. anyway. Yep. Teddy Two Gloves is most likely going to be starting this next week, so definitely something uh, we're going to want to keep in mind. But yeah, the Dolphins are eight home. and seven. The Dolphins are eight and seven. They suck, dude. They've lost four straight, and now like they're over under season win total. I think it was like nine and a half. Like they're not even going to hit it anymore. Wow. They may not. I mean, like, and then what is what? What does this do for Tua's like long term career? He's on. He's got a contract year next year, so he's got he's got one more year. Now is typically when they redo contracts, like. No one's gonna want to sign him for a whole bunch of money when like he just like whips around like a little you know like a little rag doll because he's so you know he's so skinny and slight he just pop he's already got three concussions I mean like dude two many- two and Zach Wilson are gonna be co-managers at the same used car lot dude there's no way his his NFL future is done man pack him up you can't let Tua run the books or anything like that dude that I mean that the place would go under so fast oh uh, I didn't I didn't mean, I didn't mean to fluff the numbers I had a concussion. <laughs> You sold that Chevy for six grand? 
concussion. I didn't mean to. Oh, all right. Anyway, moving on to the afternoon game. This was a blowout. Broncos, Rams. Oh my God! You want to talk about dysfunction, Russ? You want? Hey, what's Russ cooking up for your uh, your Broncos fans? You know, Christmas dinner. Boom, three interceptions. Boom, bench for Ripian. After they gave, they let they let Russ Wilson stay in just to get him a garbage time touchdown. Just to be like, okay, we just had to make sure you could still do it. This game was fifty-one to fourteen. The Rams scored like every way imaginable: special teams, interceptions, touchdowns. Cam Akers had like two touchdowns sitting on my bench. God, have, have I expressed yet how pissed I am about fantasy? Um, I lost in the semifinals. But anyway, shout out to uh, GG3, Dead to the Bone, a.k.a. He was at this game. Uh, props, right. you know, going to a Rams game, you know, when they were completely out of it. So definitely paid off a lot of excitement. And then some fireworks after the show. Um, they fired uh, their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. There was some uh, antics on the sideline during the game after uh, – Russ got sacked like two times in a row and they're not helping him up. And Ripian's over there trying to tell the lineman, like, what are you guys doing? And the linemen don't really care. Just you know, swat them away like flies. But anyway, Mad Money Mike, the Broncos are in uh, a big, they're in, they're in a big hole and they don't have any draft picks to help them out. What do you think? The Broncos will be garbage for as long as you can imagine. Imagine a number of years, just anything. Go. Wildest imagination. 80. 80. No, longer. Three, 4,000. You name it. They will be garbage forever we'll be long gone dude there'll be spaceships flying around and the broncos will be garbage as a result of this trade as a direct result of this trade they will be garbage forever they are so bad dude i mean did you you see the look on russell wilson's face when he's on the sideline it is literally i've seen that look before that is the look of someone who's like on some kind of like drugs and having some sort of bad trip like he is like his soul is like like he can't even, oh. I don't know, like that blank. He has this like blank, where am I? What's happening? This isn't reality. Look, it's unbelievable how just you can't even, I don't know, man. I'm at a loss of words. You can you can sense it as I speak. I, I can't even come up with the words. They're garbage. It's so bad. It's such an embarrassment. What they gave up, they say that this trade was so bad that it will change the way the league operates. He has, he has tanked. All future quarterbacks, this thing of like quarterbacks getting these mega blockbuster deals, he ended it. All these quarterbacks that thought that maybe they might get something like he got done, it's over, he ruined it. He's got to look over his shoulder. These guys are going to jump him. Dude, people are <laughs> pissed, man. He just changed the face of the league with his awfulness. And that's it. There's nothing else we need to say about the Broncos. Every single year, win, season, total, under. Pound it. Pound the under. Pound the under. Pound the under. Every single year for the next 83, 4,000 years, you name it. Whatever you can come up with, you take Broncos season win total under. As far as the Rams, I mean, their season's already lost, so it's kind of even funny that we're talking about this game. But I guess tip of the cap. Yeah, Baker Mayfield looking good all of a sudden, learning the playbook in two days. Going back to the Broncos, though, everyone was saying that they're just one quarterback away. And uh, it turns out they're not just one quarterback. Or maybe, maybe they are just one quarterback away, but it's not this quarterback. No, because uh, even Wilson was out. Rip the pen did terrible also. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Broncos are uh, are in trouble, need some help, and they're not going to have any draft picks anytime soon. I have heard, like, word on the street is like, oh, is uh, Sean Payton going to go to the Broncos, you know, save them? Or like some like you know, Schottenheimer, somebody that worked with uh, Russ Wilson in the past, because that's the uh, that's the help that they need. So TBD to be determined on that one. Good job by Broncos getting ahead of the game for the new head coaching search. This is like a little couple weeks early. The, the Black Black Monday I think is until uh, after week eighteen. So okay, 
And then the Sunday nightcap, Bucks cards, Trace McSorley, Mad Money Mike, your lock of the week. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, big guy, right? What are you talking about, dude? Roll the tape. I begged you not to take this. Exactly. But if I had had any little bit of your support, it would have covered. What are you talking about? If you had supported me, if you had said, nice, Mad Money Mike, I like it. Tom Brady, TB12, Trace McSorley, third string quarterback, the Bucks playing with some pride. You're going to go out there. They're going to ram it home. I like your pick. That's all it would have taken. That's all it would have taken. Your support. Your support would have pushed it over the edge. It would have covered easily. Bucks win, but don't cover. What's my lock of the week total now? Did I go back to 50-50? What am I? 9-9? Uh, no, dude. You're like 8-9 now. No, don't say that. Good God, that's messed up, man. It's well, your own doing, Mad Money Mike. It's like saying, oh, it's like there's a landmine right out there, like, and you're driving the tank. Wait, hold on a second. Though. Like, here comes the, hey, dude, hey, there's what? a landmine right there. And you're like, you, if though. you just wish there wasn't a landmine, then I wouldn't blow up. Well, I text you, though. I wanted to <clears> amend my pick. I blame you, actually. Actually, you know what? Yeah. I know you blame me. You've been blaming me. It's really tough, dude. It's really tough for me to try to make picks so far in advance, man. We're doing these podcasts so. We're doing these podcasts before the even Monday games been played of the week. So once I gather, I'm able to gather my information. I'm able to check my sources. What did I text you that I wanted to amend my pick to? Browns and whoever they played under the mistake on the lake. You actually took you. We took that to the tracker and I took you. That game did go under. So I wanted to amend my pick. So the fact that I was not allowed to amend my pick is your fault. And therefore, all of our loyal listeners have you to blame that we're now in the red. Thanks Ooh, a lot. man. All these excuses coming out of the woodwork. Back when you were five and two, were you, you know, were you bitching and moaning like this? I don't remember that. I don't right, think fine. so. Anyways, let's just get back. Let's just get to brass tacks right here, dude. How are the Buccaneers? What happened in this game, man? Like the Cardinals, who have like let everybody score a billion on them, just like somehow have like the defense of the century. Like, what is happening? Do the Bucks suck or the Cardinals the Bucks defense suck, dude? The Bucks suck. I've been trying to tell you this. They suck, and they also suck against the spread. They suck all the way around. They're like three twelve and one against uh-huh. the spread this year. Um, why the does the bet that- even exist? You know, like why does the bet even exist? Why is it even a bet? Why is it? Why am I even allowed to press the button on something that was such an unbelievable lock to go the other way? You know, doesn't that just because show- because the mass masses in america still see tom brady and the buccaneers think of the past 23 years of greatness and they see oh a triple backup quarterback for the cardinals that are already out of it heck yeah the buccaneers are you know still nfc south leaders playing for something give me the bucks they didn't blitz enough man it's supposed to be their defense dude the cardinals should have scored no more than six points two field goals all game the Bucks defense is supposed to be legit. They're supposed to play with pride. Third string quarterback. They didn't blitz enough, dude. Just blitz him on every single down of Trace McSorley. How are you gonna just put two safeties all the way in the freaking way, way back and then just blitz him every time? How is Trace McSorley gonna beat you with his arm? Stop not blitzing. It's like rushing four and just letting him sit back there and wait for someone to get open. Blitz him every down. I hate it. I hate the rig joke league. This is so stupid. I can't wait for this to be over. Anyways, congratulations. You warned me. I hope our loyal listeners followed you or whatever. Like, next time, dude, all right, whatever. Okay, Buck sucks. So, then anyways, you're with me on the Panthers next week, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like Panthers plus three. hey Pew, 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 yeah. pew. All right. So, um, oh, but yeah. All right, yeah. It, I'm glad I fell asleep on this game. There wasn't any touchdowns until nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. 
And uh, that's enough said about that game. I think uh, yeah, exactly. we both hate that game in general. All right, hey, we get to talk about Monday Night Football, man. Money Mike, thanks to uh, the shift in our podcast hey, yo, let's go. taping session. Thanks to the Christmas holidays. Happy holidays again to you and our loyal listeners. Chargers Colts. This game was also not close. We got to see uh, Nick Foles come out and remind everybody why uh, he was a flash in the pan. He's 33 years old. He threw back-to-back interceptions to start the game, ended with three interceptions, took seven sacks. So it's not like the Colts offensive line gave him any help. Um, But, yeah, uh, what is it? God, Justin Herbert makes his first – secures his first playoff appearance in his career. It's his third season. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Chargers end up winning 20-3. to I retweeted this one. The Chargers safety, Derwin James, took a – Laid a massive hit on uh, one of the uh, Colts players, got ejected, but like it didn't matter. They both got concussed, so it doesn't sound like he's going to be uh, suspended for any amount of games, but he's probably going to get fined. Man, Money Mike, I uh, I swapped my pick to the Colts. I thought, hey, they look good in the first half you know, a couple weeks ago versus the Vikings. You know, Why can't they do it again? The magic that uh, Nick Foles brought to the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. You know, Why wouldn't that go anyway? Go, you know, go away, but turns out there was no Christmas miracle. And uh, this cost me Pickham and yada, yada, yada. Chargers are in the playoffs. Yeah, good good job, Chargers, uh, making the playoffs after what happened to you last year, losing to the Raiders in such an incredibly close game in Week 18. So now we get to see what Justin Herbert can do in the playoffs. If the Chargers were smart, they would just rest him, rest everybody. They should not play a single starter until the playoffs or whatever because uh, – you know, they're hanging on by a thin thread as far as, like, just being a couple injuries away. Like, I'm telling you right now, Eckler snaps his ankle, they're done. You know, Herbert, whatever, they're done. Like, they, every single person needs to be healthy. Um, but as it stands, uh, they made the playoffs. Congratulations. Nick Foles, did you see that shot of him over on the sideline? He kept crying after the interceptions, and then someone would come over with a little picture of a Super Bowl ring. Hey, remember, buddy, you have one of these. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. Remember, you have one of these. Uh, unbelievable that guy has a Super Bowl ring, dude. Uh, flash in the pan, like you said. He sucks. Colts suck. The Colts, like the Broncos, will be garbage forever. And I'm pretty sure that wraps it up for this one. Yeah. All right. So let us take a look at injuries, news and notes, and then we'll talk standings. Um, I had a note. Eight of the 32 starting quarterbacks this past week, eight of them were backups. Malik Willis, Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, Trace McSorley, Tyler Huntley, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, and Brock Purdy, excuse me, Brock Purdy. So just kind of a, you know, refresher. You got to pay attention who's starting, who's sitting. And also just like the NFL is a brutal league. So as we get NFL. down, you know, this, this playoff race, you know, down to the wire, like you said, if the Chargers are locked in at a wild card spot, you know, you really do need to think longevity. Uh, we did talk about Tua in concussion protocol. Lamar Jackson is still questionable to return uh, for the Ravens. Mike White is going to start next week for the Jets. Zach Wilson, like I said, is inactive. He's not even going to back him up. Uh, Tannehill is likely out for good with that ankle surgery, so it's going to be Malik Willis from here on out. Uh, I said the Eagles' right tackle is best in the league. He's out for a while, but he should return in the postseason, so especially to get that first-round bye. We talked about Nathaniel Hackett being fired. <clears throat> Debo Samuel is starting to take some reps. Not sure how much he'll play or if he'll play this coming week. And we talked about Bengals tight. Uh, tackle Lyle Collins out for the season. Um, I do also want to mention quickly, Matt Money Mike, just because of what a stellar human being this gentleman is. Uh, J.J. Watt is retiring from the NFL after 12 seasons. 
10 of them with the Texans and two of them with the Cardinals. Um, this man is, he's, he's bigger than football. He is what we should all strive to be. He was not only an exceptional player on the field, he was a three-time defensive player of the year, which has only happened three times. Um, he joins the likes of Aaron Donald and Lawrence Taylor, <clears throat> excuse me, Lawrence Taylor. So he is, you know, definitely cream of the crop. Um, he had in a, in like a four year span, he had like 69 and a half sacks, whereas second in that span was like 50 sacks. Uh, he was the only person to ever have back-to-back seasons with 20 sacks. Um, he's for sure going to be a first ballot hall of famer. There are a bunch of like advanced statistics around like how he also gets double teamed, like way more than anybody else. Uh, so the fact that he's able to put up those stats, even against two people, um, is pretty, you know, eye opening. But also off the field, he was just a, an all-around uh, giving and caring and, you know, caring person, uh, double caring person. He uh, he ra- he helped raise over $40 million for Hurricane after Hurricane Harvey. Um, and also, like, he has never turned down, uh, like, a Make-A-Wish Foundation request. Um, I, there's, so, there's so much else to, to be said about J.J. Watt that this article, you know, really kind of helped refresh my memory about how good of just an overall human being this guy was so definitely want to give a shout out and uh make sure that uh everybody's aware of you know the impact jj watt had and you know what uh what we can all strive to be you know in this uh this holiday spirit absolutely couldn't agree more i heard that they're going to do an espn 30 for 30 on them already that's already being talked about so keep our eyes open for that because you know it'll be a good one super good dude we're gonna miss him and uh, you probably want to pound uh cardinals season win total under after he departs because it will not be the same team and, uh, man, there was a video going around just like, I think last week or maybe the week before, like he came out for warmups and he was like throwing the ball with all the kids in the stands, to, like warm up and just that kind of stuff. You just don't see that. We're going to miss it, man. So, uh, best of luck. You know, I'm sure we're going to see him on, you know, some commentator panels. He'll be around and he'll bring a lot, uh, to that. So we'll be looking forward to that. But, uh, thanks a lot for providing us with, uh, high quality defensive entertainment for the last 12 years. We appreciate you. Tip of the cap. Yeah. And let's not forget his brother, TJ Watt still, uh, you know, coming back from that injury on the Steelers. He's looking great. Seems to have, you know, years ahead of him as well. So uh, the Watt, you know, the Watt family name will continue to have an impact on the NFL field. And like you said, JJ will most likely have uh, an impact off the field um, in the NFL and, uh, you know, just general uh, community public awareness space. So, all right, let's talk quickly AFC and NFC standings. The Dolphins are 8-7, and seven, currently hold the seventh playoff spot in the AFC, but the Patriots are 7-8, the Jets are 7-8, and eight, the Steelers are 7-8, and eight, and the Jags and Titans are 7-8, and eight, although they play each other. So there's one spot left, and the, what's that, like four or five teams, and the Dolphins don't have Tua, and the Patriots, Mac Jones, stinks, and the Jets just got Mike White back. And the Steelers are looking pretty good. So there's just there's so much going on. And now also the same can be said in the NFC. <clears throat> We've got it's pretty much just one playoff spot yet left, unless the Giants, who are eight, six, and one, lose out. Um, we'll just go ahead and say that they have the sixth seed. And then the seventh seed, you got Commanders at seven, seven, and one. And then all these teams at seven and eight: Seahawks, Lions, and Packers. So one of those three teams will likely get in. The Buccaneers are seven and eight, and the Panthers are six and nine, and they play each other. I think yeah, this next week. So that'll likely determine the uh, NFC South winner. So we've got some excitement, man, buddy Mike. 
you got that right. Looking forward to it, man. Can't wait. Twists, turns, last second, touchdowns, expected, unexpected, unexpected, expected. It's all going to happen, brother. Let's go. All right, well, let's – let's. oh, my gosh, we are way over on time. We are definitely doing a gun to the head segment as we look forward to week 17. And just because it's Thursday Night Football, Mad Money Mike, we're going to go real quickly here. Dallas Cowboys heading into Tennessee, taking on, taking on the Titans. This game means nothing for the Titans. They also have Malik Willis. Uh, Derrick Henry fumbles a lot. Titans at home, underdogs by 10.5. That seems like a lot of points. I'm just not willing to give that many points, even though, like you were just talking about, how could the Titans possibly score anything? Um, the over/under is forty and a half. Give me ten and a half. I just, I just is too fishy. Yeah, well, I don't know who's resting who because what we understand is that both the Titans and the Jaguars are going to rest their players this week. Yeah, to be prepared for Week 18. So how's that factor in? Is Dallas resting anybody? What is Dallas going to do? They need to win out. They still have a chance. They need to win out, and the Eagles lose out to get the one seed. Yeah, man, go ahead and give me Cowboys minus 10 and a half. I know it's a lot, but I just don't, you know, this is a big time buyer beware. Everybody make sure you're paying attention to who's sitting, all this kind of stuff. You might not be able to make your bets up until game time. That's how late these decisions could be made. But gun to the head, go ahead, give me Cowboys minus 10 and a half. Yeah, that's a good one. You probably want to hold hold off on uh, firing that bet until you figure out who's playing for the Titans. Okay, moving on to the Sunday slate. We're going to look at impactful games only. Of course, we have to talk about Panthers, Buccaneers. Buccaneers at home, favored by three. Man, Money Mike, we kind of teased this one. I think we both like Panthers plus three and also on the money line plus 140. Yep, ditto. Panthers running great, defense playing great. Buccaneers like abysmal on both sides of the ball. Um, now, obviously, the RJL may have something in mind for us, you know, TB12, getting button clicks, everything else. But if you like to believe that it's not rigged and you think it's on the honor system, then you got to go Panthers <laughs> plus three. It's on the honor system like we're at some sort of school library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep moving. We've got another game. Oh, these are all New Year's Day, by the way, so that's freaking sweet. You know, um, go out New Year's Eve. We watch those college football games. Have a nice New Year's Eve. Ring in the New Year. You know, maybe have a couple adult beverages, and then all day, the next day, boom. No big deal. Hang out on the couch. Watch seven hours of commercial-free football. Kids they cry. Ride. I'm hungry, Daddy. I'm hungry. Just You don't care. Just football blaring, dude. Just put your headphones on. <laughs> hey, that's a parenting hack right there. If you put earplugs in, you can't hear them crying for food. All right, moving on. <laughs> Oh Lord. Oh gosh. Let's yeah, let's keep moving. Um we're talking gun to the head here. <laughs> Man Money Mike might have just uh sealed his own fate with that comment. But uh yeah, let's talk Dolphins, Patriots. Like I said, it looks like two is gonna be out. The line moved to full five points because of that. Teddy Two Gloves gonna be most likely playing quarterback for the Dolphins. The Patriots with Mac Jones might as well be a backup. Patriots at home, favored by two and a half. Man Money Mike, this is uh it's tough for me. I, I almost Teddy Two Gloves, I feel like historically he doesn't get the respect he deserves against the spread. So I'll probably end up taking the Dolphins getting two and a half. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. I feel like the public is probably going to pound the Patriots, given the fact that two was out, given the fact that the Dolphins played so bad, given the fact that the Patriots are at home, given the fact that it's less than a field goal. All of these things, to me, lead to the public pounding the Patriots. So I'm going to go ahead and anti-bet here, Dolphins two and a half. Love it. Love it. All right, let's talk Jets, Seahawks. This is uh, 
Jets need this to get in the AFC playoffs, and the Seahawks need this to stay alive in the NFC playoffs. Seahawks at home are two-point underdogs. Like I said, Mike White is back. Uh, both these teams kind of need to, you know, regain their, uh, you know, kind of regain their composure. They've both been on a slide somewhat as of late. Mad Money Mike, I kind of like the Jets here. I'm willing to give the two points as a road favorite. Yeah, I mean, this is a little bit of a weird one to me. In terms of trying to think about how the public's going to bet, I'd have to think that the public's going to bet on the Seahawks because I think it's still in the public's mind that the Seahawks like played so good and Geno Smith had such a good year and that the Jets have been so bad. But I don't know, maybe the public's going to bet on the Jets just because Mike White's back. and Mike White is kind of this like folk hero situation. And because New York is such a heavily populated area, betting market, a lot of homers. So maybe the public is on the Jets. So I don't know, man, this is a big buyer beware. I'd like to see a percentage if I could get that on what the public is on. And then I fade the public. I'm going to go ahead and assume the public's on the Jets. Give me Hawks plus two. There you go. All right, let's keep moving to the afternoon slate. The Vikings heading into Green Bay, taking on the all of a sudden in the playoff conversation, Green Bay Packers, who are favored by three. The Vikings are like 45 and two. The Packers are seven and eight. The Packers are getting a solid three, meaning that you infer on a neutral field, they're even teams. Remember, Mike, this just feels like a disgrace. Give me the Vikings plus three. What do you think? I don't know, man. The Vikings, like, they're only beating people by such incredibly small margins. And the Packers definitely found something, you know, in that last game. Aaron Rodgers really zipping it in, a little zippy, little zippity doodah, you know, like hitting all his guys, actually making correct throws. He probably hit that little triple, like a little triple dose of ayahuasca, that that last part of the season, ayahuasca, you know. Uh, I do think that the public is going to be on the Packers because of that. I always fade the public. I want to take the Packers. I also like to fade myself. So I'm with you, Vikings plus three. Nice. All right. We had different logic to get to the same answer, so I'm right there with you. All right. Sunday night football, Steelers heading into Baltimore, taking on the Ravens. I don't think Lamar's going to play, but I think the line kind of reflects that he will. It's got the Ravens favored minus three. I don't really care either way. I'm taking the Steelers plus three. I might be betting with my heart a little bit. Man Money Mike, you riding with the Steelers with me. If the Steelers play the way that they played how many minutes are in a football game? 48. If they play the way they played for 46 minutes and 30 seconds, they're going to lose this game. If they play the way they did in the last one minute and 30 seconds, they're going to win. So I don't know, dude. Like you tell me, what's the red phone? What what happens on the other end of the red phone this week? You know? I'll be I, calling in another Steelers win. Dude, the Ravens have been like, I can't even like, I can't even picture like, what do you? can you remember the last time you even saw like a Ravens game? Are they even showing them? The Ravens feel like so, like, where are they this year? You know, it's just like, it's just weird. I don't know. I get this weird feeling uh, that people might be betting with. Sneaky wins. Sneaky wins. But the Ravens have yet to, like, blow a team out. You getting a full three with the Steelers? Steelers playing with heart? Come on. This one's easy. Let's move to Monday night. I thought you just said you were taking the Ravens. No, I'm taking the Steelers. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking, like, dear PSA, I am all over the Steelers plus three. I'm telling you right now that the Steelers will be losing this game by more than three at some point. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't still cover, but at some point, they will be losing this game by probably like 27. It's going to have to be a comeback for the ages. And for that reason, no, you know what, man? Take it to the tracker if you want. Give me Ravens minus three. Ooh, absolutely I will. All right, while I type that one down, Memory Mike, Monday Night Football looks to be a real awesome start to the new year. Monday, January 2nd, Buffalo Bills heading into Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati at home, underdogs by one and a half. This is a weird one, man. I can't wait to hear your take on this. What a line. You you know that the public is going to – it's going to be like upwards of 90% of the public is going to be on the Bills. Minus one and a half. You're telling me that the Bills cannot win by a field goal against the Bengals who almost just lost to the Patriots. Uh, you know, that kind of weirdness. Now, obviously, I guess Bengals are like tough at home. Josh Allen, we know, like you said, throwing interceptions, a lot of chinks in the armor. But the Bengals lost that. That, that really important offensive lineman, we know the Bills are going to feast on that situation. Oh, dude, this is a very weird line. Gun to my head. Just go ahead and give me Bills minus one and a half. I think that they can squeak out a win. Tracker? No, I don't want this in the tracker because I really feel weird about this. I'm serious. This is a big-time buyer beware for me. All right, well, let me give you the other side of the coin. I am concerned that, like, the cat's out of the bag with the Bengals covering. You know, like – I feel like it hadn't been too common knowledge that, oh, you know, they're so good against the spread. I feel like this is the Titans five weeks ago, and then the Titans really took a dump. But the Bengals are a good team, and I really like them. And I think that the Bills, they just really got to stop turning the ball over. And January football in Cincinnati, you got to have a good run game. I don't think the Bills really have that outside of Josh Allen, which they're going to have to use. Prime time. Primetime, don't forget, it's a primetime game. Yeah, and I'm getting a point and a half. Uh, I, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. Um, yeah. I like the Bengals here. I just wish Lyle Collins wouldn't hurt. Um, but, you know, uh, what's his name? You know, Joe Burrow, he's used to having to dance around, escape escape pressure to, to make plays. So I'm taking the Bengals as underdogs at home here. Highest total of the week. Oh, no. and a half. Second. Second highest total. The only other one is Lions-Bears. Otherwise, it's the second highest total of the week. So that's pretty interesting. All right. That's also going to close out our week 17 look ahead. Mammoney Mike, it is that time. Our signature segment, Locks of the Week. I'll tell you what. I'll bet you the next three people I ask, two of them will say that it looks like sugar rice. How much? Hundred dollars? Two hundred dollars? Thousand? Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. All right. Taking a look here. Like you mentioned, through seventeen episodes, I improved to seven and nine. Bengals. Covering barely versus the Patriots. Mam and Mike, you fall to eight and nine because you did not take my advice and you took the Bucks. So I'm gonna give uh give you a chance to start it off here and take the first stab at choosing a lock of the week. Well, why don't you just pick it for me? Because I'll pick it and then you'll just tell me it's terrible and you'll curse me and it'll lose, dude. <laughs> I swear the only one the only the only thing the only time I ever said that was the Bucks, dude. The Bucks are just so overrated. All right, man, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to take my lock of the week to the West Coast. And I'm going to go ahead and I am going to take the... Dude, I don't have a good lock of the week this week, man. I really don't. I feel like this is a tough week to bet. Like I said, we have so much information to gather throughout the course of the week on who might be sitting, who might be starting, all that kind of stuff. Um, This is a tough one. This is a tough one. But I think... You know, I think that the one that I'm going to go with, man, is I'm just going to go ahead and go with it because I really think it, and I'm going to go ahead and go with it. So, therefore, I'm going to say it. 
because now that I've thought it, now that I said I'm going to go for it, the next thing to do is say it. And so that part will be. Of the dying, just say the pig. All right, Seahawks plus two. Seahawks plus two. Hey, yo. Plus two versus Jets, right? Yeah, at home. All right, at home, that 12th man. Let's go. All right, I am, like I said, riding with the Steelers, plus three. They're on a roll. The Ravens just refuse to blow teams out. I think uh, Pickett is going to be – yeah, he was back this past week. I think he's just keeping it, you know, keeping better and better. Uh, they're really you know, starting to utilize Najee Harris, that defense, that cold winter weather. Lamar's first time back, if he is back. It doesn't even sound like he's practicing so far. I think that line's only going to come down if Huntley plays. And Lamar sits, so I'm jumping on Steelers plus three. Give me that full field goal, Mad Money Mike. Let's close it out with our other signature segment, Diaper Dad Diaries. All right, take it away, Big Bear Brent. What do you got this week? Okay, so like I mentioned, I uh, you know, we went to uh, Orlando to see uh, Chittam's family, sister's family, and uh, you know that involves flying. And uh, on the way down, you know, on the way out on Thursday, we we're uh, at the airport and. We have a little bit of time. We need to get, we have a late flight. We got to get Kramer some food. So get him some food. We're sitting there. He's sitting on my lap eating this like hamburger, this greasy hamburger with French fries. And uh, he's eating. And, you know, at one point I say, dad tax, hee hee. And I like steal a French fry. You know, it's like the dad tax, like, hey, that's what you get. This is, this is me. And so then Kramer, he uh, takes a French fry and he goes, Kramer tax, hee hee. (laughs) (laughs) He's a French fry. And then uh, on the way back, we ordered more food at the Orlando airport flying back to uh, New Orleans. And just out of nowhere, Kramer takes a French fry and goes, Kramer tax, hee hee. So <laughs> nice. that was pretty funny. The, the other part of that story is just how um, Southwest like canceled two-thirds of their flights on the way back yesterday. And so we were like one of the lucky few that were able to get out. We had like a three-hour delay, and we were so happy to uh, make it out yesterday. So, um, so yeah, that was it. I guess – being at uh, a wild Turkish Christmas with three kids, a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old, they played great together, but it was uh, it was disorganized chaos. Um, kids eating ice cream at 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, oh. shrieking shrieking all over. And you got a little one-year-old, like, just eyes wide open, like, hey, you know, following around <laughs> the other kids, just, like, getting bonked around endlessly and jumping off of beds. And, oh, man. They played great together, but also it was just, like, exhausting. So what a vacation. Tip of the cap, Big Bet Brent. That's a lot, dude. I couldn't have done it, man. I would have run away. I would have run away before it even got underway, dude. So tip of the cap, I, man. Good to hear it, dude. I did run away to World of Beer one night. And, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Had some, some nice uh, some ni- nice dark beers and then stopped by McDonald's on the way home. So that Got kept me through it. Got a boy. Also dad tax right there. Um, yeah. Uh, just, uh, just diaper dad diary. Just Christmas. You know, it's a fun Christmas, uh, you know. Obviously, a lot different than last year. Only being just over one is a big difference than being just over two. She like loved opening presents. At one point during uh, present opening, she's like opening presents. She just completely out of the blue, just yells out, "I love Christmas!" You know, she was like <laughs> opening her presents, and she's like yells out, "I love Christmas!" Um, as a result of opening the presents, that was funny. And then um, the next day, and actually each subsequent day. Um, she asked me like where her presents are for that day. And I have to explain to her that we only <laughs> open presents on Christmas. And then she's like, she just tells me, but I love opening presents and starts to cry. So it's been a little bit of a, it's been a little bit of tough nuggies, man. You know, kids having to learn, they don't get presents every day. 
Um, I may nix it, dude. I may nix it in the future. We may be done with presents. Birthdays, Christmases, you name it. It'll just be like another day. You're just one foot in front of the other. No more presents. Because I can't. Why? Because I can't bear this precious little face just asking me where her presents are the next day. Me having to tell her there's no presents and then her crying. It's too heartbreaking. I can't do it. It's over. No more presents. There's no way that's happening. Okay, there's right, no well, way Elena will let right, that happen. I'll go the other direction then. Presents every day. <laughs> there's every no day. way your bankroll will let that, dude. You lost too much gambling. No, no, no. See, you're not thinking. You're not thinking here. What you do is you take things that she just needs. You just like take <laughs> wrapping paper and you like wrap up her banana or whatever. You know, it's like, hey, happy Tuesday. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff, dude. Good stuff. Oh, man. That is, that is great. All right, we got New Year's right around the corner. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Mad Money Mike. I think that is everything. How do you want to close out season three, episode number 18? As always, Big Bet Brent, I appreciate you. I appreciate our loyal listeners. I appreciate all the loyal listener emails we got. Too many to read, obviously. It was hard to choose. If you want to send us some more, it's a lock podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to tweet us at it's a lock podcast, please feel free. We have millions and millions. We'll probably get through them to yours at some point in time. And when we do, we'll read it. We'll be looking forward to that. And happy holidays to everyone. Be safe. Stay off the roads. Don't drink and drive. You know it. And watch out for the rigged joke league. They're coming to get you. Can't wait to do it again next week, my man. Uh, it's like uh, it's like the Grinch. All right, Mammy Mike, couldn't have said it better myself. That is going to do it for It's Locked Podcast Season 3, Episode Number 18. It's a lock. Peace. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.